Today, let's talk about Alex Rodriguez, Mark Laurie, Glenn Taylor. We'll get into some ownership issues. We'll uh, give you an update on Ant's offseason. I have some thoughts on Charles Barkley. I might even ask John, as we do on other shows uh, during off-seasons, might even ask John about his musical preferences just to kick things around today. This is the John Krasinski Show. John, of course, is the star. John writes for The Athletic. Brandon Morton is our producer. Uh, Karen Cleary is our sales executive. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. We appreciate you listening to TalkDork.com, and we appreciate our sponsors, TSR Injury Law, Manscaped, All Energy Solar, and yes, uh, two personal notes. We did a show from TSR Injury Law last week with Steve Terry. That was a lot of fun. You can go back and find that at TalkDork.com. And we do have the return of the infamous, world-famous, Manscaped ads with John Krasinski. John will embarrass himself later uh, in the in the uh, in the service of commerce. And uh, thanks, of course, to AllEnergySolar.com. So let's get to the New York Post report, John, on Alex Rodriguez. Maybe at least in their eyes, not having enough money to carry through this deal. Yeah, it was kind of a interesting timing to have the report come out this week, and basically the crux of it was that. Alex Rodriguez is having difficulty raising the capital to continue to um, support his side of what was billed at the very start of this partnership with Mark Laurie as a 50-50 proposition. The um, weird part about all of this, I mean, first, first let's go big picture. I think when Wolves fans see a report like that that's out there they wonder okay is this deal going to get done um you know w- how does this affect their their ability to close in two years and well in a, in a year and a half now and does this kind of throw all of the changes that we have seen over the last year plus since mark Lorian x rodriguez joined the, the team does it throw that kind of all up into a state of flux um the short answer is no, but we'll kind of we can kind of break that down piece by piece as we get into this pod and into this conversation. But um, it was I'll just say that from a from my perspective, as I read the report and then as I talked to people behind the scenes about their interpretations of it and things, it just did seem like a pretty odd um, thing to to put out there, not because of you know, essentially any questions about whether Alex Rodriguez has the money or not, I I'll, you know, I'll say that I think that there are people in league circles that have wondered for a long time, whether Alex Rodriguez has the money to do this or not. But the, one of the main bullet points of the story that kind of hung the Alex's, um, you know, challenges with raising money is that he is no longer with Jennifer Lopez. And there was a line in the story, basically a couple lines in the story that said that um, Alex's ability to raise capital, to get investors to come on board with any of his projects, whether they're real estate, whether they're in any of the businesses, whether they're with, you know, the Timberwolves and Lynx now was kind of, predicated or hinged a lot on being tied to Jennifer Lopez, not just from a financial standpoint, but also weirdly, it mentions in the story that a lot of investors really wanted just to kind of be around JLo. And, you know, they would come and meet uh, 
Alex Rodriguez at, at, at their house and JLo would be walking around, quote unquote, in workout clothes. And that was like a, 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 the way that they were kind of securing deals and things like that. And it was just totally bizarre to me to see like that be a major part of the criticism of Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez has plenty of things to be criticized about. We all know that. But this one was just really odd because if you have spent any time around any people who are investing in billion dollar assets and franchises and things like that um, and raising capital in the hundreds of millions of dollars range, you know that what they are attracted to most is not Jennifer Lopez, who is very beautiful and all of those things, but is the, the prospect of making money. And right now, the Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez bought in to the Timberwolves at a $1.5 billion valuation. In the year plus since they have been aboard, most people say that that valuation is now up closer to $2 billion, $1.8, $1.9 billion. Once the TV, new TV deal kicks in in 2025, almost every franchise in the league is going to be worth close to $2.5 billion. The appreciation of that asset, you know, over a billion dollars in whatever it is, four years, it's a remarkable return on any investment. So my theory is, is that um, people are going to want to get on board with this if they do want to bring in extra partners and raise extra capital because sports franchises appreciate at such a remarkable rate. Um, and it's in one of the safest investments that you can make right now. And so when you see a kind of a story or an article built around this premise that JLo's looks and status are what was securing Alex Rodriguez financing and not the the actual projects that he is investing in, it just didn't really smell right to me. Um, and, and everyone that I talked to on all sides of this deal remain 100% confident that the payment is going to be uh, made at the end of December. The payment is going to be made at the end of December 2023, and they're going to close this deal. So um, I think that there was an opportunity for um, a tabloid to put Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez in a headline um, and, and, and attract some uh, some attention and some audience. They did that, but the the reporting behind it is pretty flimsy from what I've been able to to kind of decipher over the last couple of days here. I didn't even read the original. Uh, do you know the author? Um, I can find it right here. Oh, don't worry about it. Um, if it, I'm just, I was curious if somebody you knew because my experience wasn't. with the New York, yeah, my my experience with the New York Post is that I've known a number of people there in sports who I trust oh, very and who good. do a really good yes. job. Yes, uh, but I don't trust the organization. I do not trust their motivations. I had a friend who covered baseball there for a long time. And he always told me that what his editor told him, his sports editor told him was, I don't want you to lie. I do want you to blow everything out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the, the name of the, the, the reporter is Josh Cosman. I don't know if he's a business reporter. It's labeled business. Um, but the headline is how the Jennifer Lopez breakup jeopardizes Alex Rodriguez's $1.5 billion Timberwolves deal. And I'll... Number one, Jennifer Lopez was never involved in the Timberwolves sale. 
Um, she, they, the, the two of them were broken up by the time Alex Rodriguez came aboard. She was not a part of the approval process for Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie. It's not like she was a co-signer for Alex Rodriguez as he went through the, the, the league approval process. Um, she was a major part of their efforts to buy the Mets. That was a real thing. They were together. They were trying to close that deal. I think they did get fairly close before Steve Cohen kind of got came in and outbid them. Um, and, and so from that aspect of it, yes, she was with him with the Mets deal, but she was not a part of the picture by the time the Timberwolves deal came around. They have been broken up for a couple of years now. And so it just doesn't really kind of stand to logic that that uh that all of a sudden now you know two years after they broke up or a year and a half more than a year and a half after they broke up and long after he joined the team um that that's ha- all of a sudden having this adverse effect on his ability to raise capital um i will also say that uh there it has been discussed internally because one of the things is that uh, in their initial $250 million that they gave to Glenn Taylor last year to join at 20% uh, valuation as, as minority partners, they um, it, it was reported in the story that uh, Lori, the, the way that, they, the, that the initial payment was put in, Lori now earn, uh, owns 13% of the equity and Alex Rodriguez 7% of the team. And for that's the total 20%. So it's not technically a 50-50. Lori has 10% and Alex Rodriguez has 10% of that 20% that they have purchased. So that was kind of presented as a red flag that maybe Alex Rodriguez does not have the money to do this. But what what I've been told by several people involved in this process is that it is entirely possible that with this next $250 million that is due in four months, that Alex Rodriguez may be the one paying in more um, of that chunk than, um, than Mark Laurie to kind of balance the scales a little bit. They can pay this any way they want as long as they get the money to Glenn Taylor and to keep this process moving. Um, and so it could be Mark Laurie, you know, kind of going all in or, or deeper. It could be Alex Rodriguez going all in or deeper. The bottom line is, is that um, they have Glenn Taylor's trust in this situation. He believes in them. They have, they have a good working relationship. Um, and there is no doubt that they're going to hit those, deadlines that they have internally like they just really believe and they they don't understand why there is all of this questioning of their ability to to make um to make these these payments and to meet their their obligations because they've met every obligation to this point and i would say that the the rebuttal to that is that this is a very unconventional process right this is they did not just buy the team outright right away and assume control this two-year, two-and-a-half-year window that they opened up when they first came aboard means that there's going to be some poking and prodding at this. There's going to be some speculation. There's probably going to be more rumors and, and things of that nature. That's going to be something that they have to deal with from time to time. But internally, everyone does believe and everyone is steadfast that this is going to go on without a hitch and that they're going to figure out the finances and 
whether it's Alex, whether it's Mark, whether it's both of them, they're all, they're going to come through and this is going to work out just fine. I have more questions and thoughts on this. Uh, I think I appreciate you clarifying so many of these points. Let you know, uh, my show this week, Black Commuter with Jim Suhan, my guests were Patrick Royce and Chip Scoggins on the new Royce book. They were a blast. Check that out at TalkNorth.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod, see the shows as they are released. You can always go to TalkNorth.com and find the shows and the archives of the shows, including last week's uh, long show with Steve Terry and John Krasinski on the John Krasinski Show. And we just have a great lineup. We've added Blaise Olson, Dave Lee, Mike Grimm to Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, John Millay, John Krasinski, uh, Jeff Diamond, Cheryl Reeve. We've got everything covered, outdoor content, uh, variety, tons of sports. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Thanks to our producer, Brian, excuse me. Thank you to our producer of this show, Brandon Morton. Thanks to our sales executive, Karen Cleary. And thank you to TSR Injury Law. We would like everybody, uh, if you're looking for just fun stuff, uh, Michigan football, Timberwolves thoughts, follow Steve Terry on Twitter, SJT Sports Fun, SJT Sports fun. Steve, of course, uh, comes on this show regularly, and TSR Injury Law is our longest-running sponsor. Uh, We really appreciate everything they do, and Steve's a fun guy. So follow him on Twitter, and we'll have a lot of fun this year. He may even do some giveaways at some point. Uh, Thanks also to, you've guessed, and by the way, TSR Injury Law, if you're ever injured, 612-TSR-TIME. 612-TSR-TIME. That's all you need to know. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. That's why they are in beautiful new offices that we visited last week. And now, actually, we're going to save the Manscaped for last, just so people can savor it. Uh, Before we get to Manscaped, I want to thank All Energy Solar. If you're thinking about upgrades for your home or business, you should consider solar energy. Most home improvement projects don't pay for themselves until the property is sold. Solar pays back regardless of property sale. Most systems are warranted for 25 to 30 years. After 30 years of operation, solar could have paid back 300 to 400% of the cost. Buyers consider electric bills when buying a home. Installing solar panels is viewed as an upgrade. Uh, The average increase in resale value is somewhere between $4,000 and $6,000 for each one kilowatt of power. Homes with solar often sell faster than those without, and you get 100% return on solar investment upon your home sale. So think about it as whether you're thinking about just doing the right thing, whether you're thinking about not having to worry about Russian oil and oil prices, or whether you are doing it to upgrade your house or to sell your house, check out allenergysolar.com. And yes, now the return of Manscaped with John Krasinski. It is back with a vengeance, everyone. Smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas. If you haven't been scaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end and we enter fall, keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. The leader in below-the-waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet, sweet sack in check. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Whether you're hopping in the shower or hitting up the lake, the razor will devour even the strongest 
pubes. Keep yourself groomed from head to toe with their Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. Remember, people, this is this is a great deal. You get 20% off and you get to keep hearing John embarrass himself on our network. I don't know how you pass that up. I really exactly. don't. Exactly. Support the co- companies that embarrass our, our, you know, make that make put me in a bad position. So, yes, yeah, we need more of them, actually. Um, so, if it came down, I, I not that I'm, I don't believe, I, I'm sure right. Alex Rodriguez has a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. If for some reason Alex Rodriguez couldn't come up with as much money as he was expected to, do you see Mark Lurie having any trouble finishing the deal? Yeah, I, I don't, Jim. And yeah, I think there are there are several contingencies that are available to Lurie and Rodriguez as this thing plays out. Um, if yeah, if Alex comes, you know, has a tr- trouble coming up with the money and let's face it, it's a ton of money. Like it wouldn't yep. be shocking for, um, anyone to need help with it. But, um, Mark Laurie could on his own, if he has the finances could, could step up and, and add more money of his own. They also, what I do believe is a realistic possibility is they can bring on additional partners and, one thing about it is when they first came on, it was billed like we are going to do this 50-50. And I do think that that was both about finances, but also just about influence, voice uh, in the organization, decision making, all of those things. But when you look around the league at ownerships, uh, ownership groups everywhere, um, especially as these teams, val- the franchise values reach into the multi-billions of dollars, they are bringing on more than just one or two people. You have Steve Ballmer in, with the Clippers, but he is in a stratosphere financially um, that very few people in the world are. And so uh, most people, including the Warriors group, including the Milwaukee Bucks, including so many other teams, have many um, owners and, and at, at different levels. And... Uh, for the the Bucks, for example, I believe their three primary owners and really their their two biggest, um, Mark Lazary and Wes Edens, maybe own combined. You know, they're 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 each individually in the twenty percent or low thirty percent in ter- terms of total equity. But then they have div- divvied up the rest of the team with several other smaller investors. Um, who don't have the same voice as them in terms of position of authority, but certainly help defray the costs of owning, you know, such a such an expensive asset. And so, um, Mark Laurie and or Alex Rodriguez could bring on more people to invest and help defray those costs. Even if Alex Rodriguez, you know, ends up not having, you know, let's say twenty five, thirty, or thirty five percent of the team. What Mark Laurie has said through this entire process is that he and Alex are a package deal, that they trust each other, that they work together. And so Alex, you know, will have continue to have a lot of influence in what um, in, in what goes on here. Mark Laurie is quoted in that New York P- 
post piece saying, I couldn't imagine having a better partner. He is one of my best friends. There's no one else I'd rather be partners with than Alex. So those two clearly have a good relationship. Glenn Taylor really trusts both of them to get the deal done. And Taylor obviously operates in a position where that trust, that kind of um, hard to kind of grab onto quality um, is a big part of how he does business. So all of that to say is that this, this kind of arrangement can evolve as the time goes on here, as long, you know, as long as they get to the finish line with the, with the money that they have to put up and with partners who are approved by the NBA, um, that's going to, it's going to be just fine. Um, but, uh, yes, there is no question that the, the enormity of this financial ask and the long timeline that we are going through here breeds skepticism. It breeds um, questioning. It can it can probably breed some anxiety. Whereas if these two had been able to just purchase it outright from Glenn Taylor right away, which is not what Glenn Taylor wanted, by the way, he wanted this kind of swan song, be able to kind of ride off into the sunset gradually type of a situation. Um, if they would have been able to do it right away, then none of this would have been um, a, an issue. But this is the way it is. And when you get into these unconventional deals, they can get a little bit messy. They can get a little confusing. And so there will probably will hear more of these situations of you know, do they have the money? Do they, do they not have the money until they actually cut the final check in 2023 and have control of the franchise? That's just going to be what these guys have to un- understand is going to keep coming up until this process is completed. It's just uh, it, it's a a necessary evil for for doing business in the way that they're doing it. This might be an all ownership podcast because we can we have plenty of time to get to other issues as we go forward here. What's the genesis of the relationship between Lori and Alex Rodriguez? How did they meet and how did they become such good friends? Yeah, so um, Mark Lori has been looking to get into sports ownership for a long time. Um, And I believe the way that they got connected was when Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez were sort of heading this push to buy the New York Mets, they needed more money. They needed more financial help to, um, to kind of, you know, put together a bid that was competitive and that was realistic. And, it was well known that you know they they spend a lot of time in New York. Um, Mark Laurie is it lives in New York, and it was well known that Mark was really interested in in getting involved in sports ownership. And I think they basically met that way through those circles. When you're talking about you know buying a team um, for multi billion dollars, uh, there's a very small pool of applicants that are uh, that have the financial wherewithal to do that. So moving in those circles it's easier to cross paths. And once Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie met together, um, I think that there was an instant sort of connection with them because Mark viewed Alex and his baseball prowess and his athletic stock and like all of the stuff that he brought to the table as a former athlete as an asset for him in terms of being able to move in a world that he had never really experienced. And then Alex Rodriguez is trying to be an entrepreneur on the level of a guy like Mark Laurie in terms of building businesses and 
and and reinventing himself after his playing career and making tons of money and and developing projects and things like that. And he saw in Mark Laurie, you know, someone who has had a ton of success building several companies and selling them for huge profits and then going and developing more of them. And so he's been learning from Mark Laurie a lot in, in on the business side of things, on the entrepreneurial side of things and and sort of how you start up a company and then and then raise it up, raise capital and then and get it to a position where it's really profitable. So uh, I think they found a lot of common ground with each other at, through the Mets deal because they spent a ton of time talking and and stuff as they were trying to negotiate that. And then when that did not work out, instead of just saying, well, let's wait for another baseball team or, uh, you know, hey, this didn't work out. We're going to go our separate ways. They decided to stick together and continue to pursue things. And then the Timberwolves came up. And so that's how and then they, they jumped in together as a package deal. Good stuff. I think we're going to save ant talk and basketball mm-hmm. talk for next week. I'm going to get a, a musical uh selection from John here coming up. Once again, thanks to Brandon Morton. Thanks to Karen Cleary, our sales executive. Thanks to TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time, Manscaped, and All Energy Solar. And thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Check out the website. You'll find something you like. Uh, well, you've already found something you like. You'll find something more that you like. And again, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. So two things, John. Give me a final thought on the sport, anything in the sports world, and give me. We've been doing this on the baseball show with Roy and Lavelle a little bit. At the end, we'll just uh, talk about what do you listen to these days. Yeah. Okay. So, first final thought. Um, one final thought on the ownership situation, which I have found interesting, is when this story broke and came out, uh, a lot of the reaction locally, just in the Twitter mentions that I've gotten in terms of fans reaching out to me. It has been, hey, John, this isn't jeopardizing the deal, is it? Like Mark Mark and Alex are still going to go forward with this, right? Like the, you know, things are going well here. We like what they're doing. And I found that incredibly interesting, Jim, because you and I mm-hmm. both know like when those first two came aboard, there was widespread panic and it was these guys are going to move the team. Oh, Alex Rodriguez is a baseball cheater and a former Yankee and we don't want anything to do with them. And this is awful. Gosh, Glenn Taylor, you couldn't find anyone better than this. And it's just, it's kind of amazing that over the last year, when you see them around a lot at the arena, when they're interacting with fans, when they go and hire Tim Connolly, which was an Alex Rodriguez, Mark Laurie production, when they are helping to sign off on acquiring Rudy Gobert in a massive trade, like the, 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 the perception has changed fairly quickly. I mean, Alex Rodriguez still has his detractors. There's no question. No one's, you know, it's, there's still plenty of that out there, but in terms of the, the six, the model, the modest success they've already had and the changes that they have made within this franchise, it, the, the worm is starting to turn in their favor that I just kind of chuckled at when I, when I saw those things pour into my mentions of, you know, this is going to be okay, right? They're they're still going to, they're still going to do this. And so, um, I found that part interesting. Um, what am I listening to these days? Uh, I am a child of the nineties. Um, and when, and so I was in high school in the mid to late nineties when, and that's, I think when a lot of your music tastes get formed and, yep. and where you, where your allegiances lie. And, and so that was at the, the very, you know, early days of, of hip hop taking over. Um, and so, 
Uh, I'm a huge, huge, like classic 90s hip hop guy, Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, Nas, um, those types of guys. Jay-Z just, you know, just dropped another um, verse with uh, DJ Khaled that was great. And so I, I listened to a lot of that um, to, you know, but then also at night um, when I'm writing, I will shift to more of like poetry, singer, songwriter. Uh, so it's a lot of Jason Isbell, uh, The Killers, Springsteen, and um, and actually um, an, another kind of hip hop guy, Mac Miller, is a is another kind of like storyteller, and and th- that kind of puts me in my frame of mind when I'm trying to just kind of navigate through the writing process. And that's when I generally listen the most to music is at night, while when everyone's in bed and I'm and I'm getting work done on my stories and. And so there's a lot of that kind of uh, storytelling and, and and poetry that I look for in songwriters, um, and more of the classic stuff than than a lot of the new stuff for sure. Cool. And of the people you mentioned, uh, Jason Isbell is just uh, oh, I don't know phenomenal. if he's underrated, but he, yeah, he is underrated. He, he's yes. he's just he's as good as anybody, and uh, and probably deserves an even larger audience than he's already earned uh good stuff hey thanks for taking us through it all john appreciate it this is gonna be a really fun season on this show and covering the timberwolves and talking about all these things so good stuff from john thanks to brandon and we'll talk to you next week